with you. Good morning. Happy. Good morning. We'll be happy. Good morning. We'll be with you. With you. With you. Oh my God, oh my God, good morning, good morning. Welcome everybody to the NFT morning. I'm really happy and excited to be here with you this morning. As you can see, this is John. My dear Rem is not available this morning, but he will come back tomorrow. But you know, for this new room, the room 634 or maybe 35, I don't remember, of the NFT morning, I'm really excited because we are with an artist that I appreciate a lot that is uh yeah you know when i you know actually you know when you, you see what he's creating you know you cannot stay uh cold because it's a uh, really really a beautiful art and you know really emotional and really nostalgic also for me maybe uh so we have the chance to be with <coughs> omg i draw it hello how are you hello good morning good morning thanks for having me yeah, thanks for being with us. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, really happy to be with you. And as I said, you know, you yeah, you are recording live. You know, every morning for people who are following on the podcast, and you woke up very early to be with us. So yeah, thank you for being there. <laughs> how many? It's coffee, no problem. How many coffee did you get so far? Just just on my first coffee. But to be honest with you, um, I'm not too bad with the mornings. I've been trying to get into a more healthy morning routine, so I do get up at seven every day now to kind of do some meditation or go have a workout so i'm trying to get into a healthier place with myself so um so 8 a.m is is it's not too bad it's okay so yeah, it's, yeah. I, I haven't let i haven't managed to leave yet i'm still sat in my bedroom but yes um <laughs> but i am only, i'm on my first coffee okay first coffee that that's fine you know uh so now thank you for being there for people who don't know uh, you know, OMG Hydroid, I'm pretty sure you already know this style, you know, uh, especially, you know, yeah, you know, I think you need to mention this PFP collection, Tezard, you know, that boomed on Tezos, I think it was like uh, almost two years ago, and also, yeah, a lot of artworks like bedroom, bedroom Nostalgia that has been created also in the Tezos ecosystem, so we will come back on this, but you know, you will see that yeah, you know, uh, it's much more than this. And so, yeah, I really wanted to thank you uh, and uh, just, you know, to to chat with you because I, I'm on your website right now and I can see, you know, yeah, all the, the illustrations, you know, that you are creating and I'm sharing that with the community also. And so basically, uh, yeah, I feel like when I see the, your website that, that you've been illustrating for a while and even before the blockchain right yeah that's correct yeah um i actually i studied illustration at university um but but it, it's a it's an interesting story i suppose for me how i got into being an artist really um i i was a hairdresser for a long time um i had quite a quite a successful hairdressing career um but the creative aspect of hairdressing, although it is a creative, um, you know, it is a creative industry. Although I would say it was less less of that as I, when I left. But um, I I basically had a bad back, right? So I'd I'd slipped a disc, and um, 
I was trying to figure out what I was going to do instead because I just couldn't continue hairdressing. And I'd always loved drawing. And I've always been a very creative person, very tactile. <clears throat> and um, yeah, I decided at the age of 28 that I was going to go back to back to studying and, and went and did a university degree in illustration. And um, I think the, the massive advantage of being that bit older when I started university, you know, I was sat in a class with, with the sort of 17, 18 year old kids and and nobody really wanted to be there, you know, apart from to, to kind of have a piss up. And that's fine. Obviously, I totally appreciate that that's what you want to do when you're that age. I was exactly the same. But I had this advantage, obviously, of being this this bit older where I just really focused. And I feel like having that that three-year period where I was back at education in education, I was able to just spend the entire time drawing. And I I improved so much over that period that it really gave me this massive this massive leg up when it came into to sort of working um professionally going forwards after i finished university and um yeah that that's kind of how it started and and that was i mean it's that's already 10, it's already crazy you know yeah that's that's uh, 10 years ago now i mean i'm i'm i'll be turning 37 this march so yeah so it's it's almost 10 years since i finished university wow okay and so so and so you but i believe that in the same time you know you were uh, hair hair cutting hair dressing uh, you still liked you know to to create uh, to draw basically to create illustrations right yeah that's correct yeah i mean i've always been doing something um that you know i've always needed to have a creative outlet so i've i've done all kinds of the things that aren't you know professional creative things like i i carve spoons and and paint D and D miniatures, and you know Warhammer miniatures when I was a kid. Um, so I've, there's always been something that I'll be doing with my hands. Um, and then obviously, I guess I was cutting people's hair as well as you know, it's, it's very hands-on. So um, yeah, I have a need to do that. It's a, it's a, it's like a Zen place for me. I guess I get into that kind of flow state when I um, I'm doing creative stuff with my hands. I see. I see. And uh, about your style, I think, you know, this is what, you know, this is uh, always, you know, what we like also when we have artists, you know, when they have a style that, yeah, in one A side, you know, you, you recognize it. And uh, I believe that this, you know, colorful, electric, doodle uh, style with, uh, yeah, full of details, full of small, uh, small, small light, uh, small uh, different... Uh, yeah, different uh, background information, a lot of objects, a lot of uh, of uh, small stuff. You know, it's always a bit, yeah, messy, messy in a way, but also quite uh, harmonic. Uh, you you always liked, you know, to to yeah, to focus on details like this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to know if yeah, is it like. You know, just you know, I wanted to understand. You know, the way you are, uh, the way you are creating. Uh, is it like um, basically you know when you start drawing what you're gonna do, or you add details in the moment you are creating? Um, it, it it's kind of both, to be honest. I usually have a theme for the piece um, going into it. Like I have, I've had an idea of what I wanted to do before I start. But um, the building up of of the kind of layers and the details comes 
from it, it's it comes from two ways so i like to um when i'm out and about i pay attention to a lot of things and try and i try and make notes and if i'm if i'm lucky i'm in a situation where i can i try and keep like a sketchbook of of objects um so if i see interesting objects or um i'm anywhere that's got like an interesting you know really interesting scenery or anywhere that there could be anything basically that's like a little bit out of the ordinary or something that i just think is is a cool object or makes me think of a cool object that maybe i've seen in my past or whatever um i try and make note of that and i've got like notes on my phone um i used to do it a lot more with with like actually taking out a sketchbook and just sketching so i've got sketchbooks full of objects that i'd so i just try and and like keep an object diary i suppose of things that i could include in a drawing um and then quite often if there's like a thematic direction of the drawing or i'm trying to to, to make a, an artistic point or whatever it is that i'm doing with the piece sometimes i'll try and incorporate those objects that specifically relate to um the the kind of like contextual elements of the drawing because i do quite like to try and have items that tell their own story within the story of the piece um sometimes that relates to my own you know my own childhood or or things that are to do with me that are important to me sometimes it's um sometimes it's it's like keeping a especially in the crypto art it's like keeping a a crypto diary as well so i'll like have objects that relate to things that have maybe happened um i used to do that a lot with the bedroom nostalgia pieces so each new bedroom nostalgia quite a lot of them would have like a little uh like a a, a head nod or tip of the cap to something that happened on tezos that week whether it was like a big drop or like a whale coming through like in the early days when when sort of people were waking up to tezos and um you know we had people coming in and just buying buying up loads of stuff so there's the occasional thing that related to that if that happened to my own pieces um and they're all like secret little things that maybe people wouldn't know but that i know that I always hope that sometime, you know, if somebody stands and looks at one of my really detailed pieces for long enough, they'll notice things and maybe put things together and then work out that there's like a different story or like another story within the piece. Um, that's always my intention, you know, to try and really pull people in and make them, I really want people to look at my work, like really have to look at it. And that's why I also add, you, you say about almost like a messiness and that's sometimes I purposely make it overcomplicated to try and get to almost annoy people in a way um I, that that's kind of that's kind of in there as well it's almost like make it so annoying to look at that you actually have to look at it um it's kind of a weird i suppose it's a kind of a weird mentality from me as an artist but it's like it's just the absolute opposite of minimalism i guess yeah no no this is uh, but i think this is what we like and i think this is what uh, make it emotional you know when you look at it and i think a lot of people like me actually i discovered your work you know thanks to this bedroom nostalgia series uh, yeah that are on yeah starting on hick at noon on tezos uh just you know uh, how before that just how you ended up into the blockchain how you heard about it what what was the uh, the moment you know you come into that uh yeah so i was i posted a i posted a piece on twitter and at the time twitter was was uh, or x you know it, it wasn't um it wasn't particularly fruitful for me having a x presence um so 
I was posting a bit, posting some of my art. I was mostly using Instagram at the time, and um, I'd I'd posted a piece, and and um, it got reshared by somebody that was involved in in Tezos, and then I and that was when I I noticed uh, Sutu, who is was one of the kind of pioneering artists on on Hiket Nunk, and he'd created I think it was a Discord, I can't remember exactly, but it was some sort of thread that had. Uh, a list of blockchains that were using uh, that that weren't proof of work, um, and I'm I'm quite environmentally conscious. So at the time, I was like, a, I'd wanted, I'd seen Ethereum and I'd seen SuperRare at this point, and I was interested. And I was like, this is really cool. I want to get into this, especially because I'm a digitally native artist. Um, especially now, like everything is iPad. So if I do do anything that's that's kind of hand drawn that always gets engulfed into the digital work. So there's no real, I, I do a bit of physical work, like but very minimal. So it's all digitally native. So it, it, it spoke to me in this way, like using the blockchain, selling my art as digital collectibles or art or NFTs um, just made so much sense to me. And I, yeah, I'd basically, I'd seen, I'd seen super rare and I was like, I really want to do this. And then it came out that it was quite um, environmentally bad to use Ethereum at the time. And that put me off. And then I started seeing a lot of information about it. And, and, you know, I know there was like, there were two sides of the camp and, and you got to choose, haven't you? And, and from my own personal perspective, I was on the side of not wanting to, to make things worse, whether or not it was true or not. Um, I'd made that decision. Mm -hmm. So I was then looking for somewhere and I was like, what can I do? I can't, you know, I don't want to use Ethereum. And then basically I found this, this thread from Sutu and it was like, there's Tezos, there's Hicket Nunk, give it a go. And I remember going on the site and being like a lot of people, what in the hell, like, what is this? This makes no sense. But at the same time, I just thought this is like one of the most beautiful websites I've ever seen. This is, this is just incredible. And I just figured it out and went for it. And that was, that was kind of it. I minted my first piece and it sold out in a couple of days and I just could not believe it. I was, I was just, how is this possible? Um, and then, yeah, that was, that was it. That was the, yeah, that was magic. That was the moment. I mean, that was, yeah, I think, you know, everybody who came into Ikitnik at this time, you know, uh, lived something magic, you know, where everybody is just, you know, in a few weeks, everybody was uh, meeting in the same time, like crazy. And, uh, yeah, something, uh, something, uh, yeah, you know, everything was possible. Everyone was, was minting. It was, everyone was collecting from each other. Uh, it was extremely supportive, extremely creative. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's like a, yeah, magic moment, I would say. And, uh, yeah, and it really incredible, um, once in a lifetime moment that I feel so unbelievably lucky and proud to have been part of and sort of recognized during that, that time as well. Um, you know, it really felt like something special. And although it still feels special now, I think like, I don't think anything will ever kind of recapture that moment for me or for a lot of artists that were on Tezos at the time. It was just undescribable, really. Um, the amount of art that I, that I saw that, you know, things I'd never even considered and the amount of artists that I appreciated, especially ones that I'd, 
already, you know, that I was already a fan of that suddenly was speaking to me as well. It was like this whole world had just opened up overnight, really. And it was just, yeah, I can't even... I mean, the, the nostalgia for that period now will yeah. be my, that'll be my, that'll be my artistic, uh, my artistic endeavors in the future. I'm sure I'll have to uh, make a, some sort of nostalgic tribute to that moment in my life. <laughs> yeah. So nostalgic of nostalgic, nostalgic bedrooms, basically. But, yeah. uh, that's, uh, no, that this is huge. And so yeah, this series, you know, start to create a community for you. And uh, yeah. people were really reactive. And, you know, uh, I don't remember what it was. It was maybe, You know, small editions of 25 pieces or something like this at the beginning. Yeah, And I think so, the very yeah. the very first piece, um, Bedroom Nostalgia One, was an edition of 50, and I think they were free. Um, I think it was. I think there were a few that were for sale, but I believe the first 20 or 25 were a free piece. So yeah, that's that was quite a turnaround for some people that managed to get it for free. I'm sure. Yeah. No, that's nice. And then, then you know, yeah, st stuff became crazy, I would say, uh, because it was uh, 2021, and so it was the, this uh, moment, this PFP momentum, I would say. And, yeah. And so, yeah, you came up with this uh, Tezard project, you know, that is kind of, you told me that it's kind of, on one hand, you know, you're... Yeah, something that you you are like uh, loving and hating in the same time, no? Yeah, it's a it's a very difficult um, moment for me because I'd I'd created something that was actively supposed to be taking the piss and um, and sort of punk against the concept of PFPs on the kind of chain that I thought was the most punk and. Like the whole concept was supposed to be just like a fuck you to the to the nonsense that was happening with PFPs, and objected had contacted me and said like let's do something, and I was like I'm going to make this PFP that's like absolutely amazing, really well thought out, clever characters, interesting to look at, and art you know and <clears throat> i didn't really think it was something that was going to sell out or people would have that much interest in and then obviously it had the complete opposite and uh with that obviously you get people that come into it that that had no idea about me or what my concepts were or my artistic vision or any of that stuff and although it was only a very small amount of people. I think, I think the truth is I look back on it now and the truth is, is that almost everybody that did get a tethered or like tethered did get what I was trying to do. And that's amazing. But as is life, you always focus on those couple of people that, that are the opposite and they're the ones that stick in your mind. And it just, uh, it just kind of unraveled me because everything just happened too quickly. It was, it was never supposed to be something that I thought was going to do what it did. And it ended up being, you know, it's still now the most, most successful art project on Tezos. And I just didn't, you know, I wasn't prepared for that. It wasn't supposed to be that in my mind. It's supposed to be this, this kind of anti-brand and, and maybe people get behind it because of that. And that's why they still like them, why they still buy them now. But, um, 
I don't know about that. You know, of I'll never be able to. I'll never be able to speak for other people, but I hope. I hope that people that still come into Tezard's understand what I was trying to say and like make make some art that's really good in that in that way. You know, that generative PFP style, but it be like purposely they're fuckers you know they're supposed to be fuckers they're called fuckers and i can see it was all it was all supposed to be this this um this satire you know so if people still know that now and can still get into them now that's amazing and they are you know they do still sell all the time and it's it's amazing that that happens i just hope that people that want them are in it for the right reasons you know um but they are it's part of the game. You know, I do look at them now, and I do, I do look at them now, and I think, you know what, this is still, they do look fucking awesome. You know, I'm really proud of what I created, and it was a, it took a long time as well. You know, it was a, it was a massive project to draw, um, and I had to do it relatively quickly because of the, because of the situation. So it, it, you know, it burnt me out really badly, and then on top of that just other stuff was happening as well and i can't blame it you know i've said this before but i can't blame my my mental health unraveling entirely on releasing tezards it was the whole build-up of everything that came came from there and then there was also some stuff happening in my personal life and then on top of that it's just stupid shit like like i was having issues with with coinbase and um my bank account and and you know these things are really worrying when you're somebody who's coming from making literally no money in their life to suddenly looking at their at, at their nft collections blowing up and you're just going like shit this is all too much for me and the combination of all of those things just broke me basically i think the i think the final straw was was i got covid as well we were we were in uh, i got invited to art basil and that was amazing you know and i'm sitting there going like what the fuck is happening right now like <laughs> I, I couldn't even get a retweet six months ago and now I'm being invited here for this and people are wanting to talk to me about my, my Tezards and Tezos and, and the bedroom nostalgias. And it, and it's just like my brain just could not li- literally could not cope, you know? Of course. So, yeah. so, it, so it all kind of, I, my, I kind of blew up and I got really ill and and it's easy to kind of look back on it and be like it was Tezard's fault, but it wasn't Tezard's fault. It was a whole bunch of stuff that that just boiled up and, and overflowed in that moment. So, fortunately, yeah, now that I'm now that I'm in a much better place and I'm you know I'm calmer and I think that the the uh, the space is calmer in general. And I'm just a little bit I I give a little bit less of a fuck about what people think now as well. Like you start to realize that you can have a vision and you can have a. a you can have contextual meaning to your art and you just got to stick with that. Right. So that's, that's what it is. That's what my my art is, what it is. And if you don't like it or whatever, then, then don't buy into it, but I'm not going to, I can't, you know, I can't, um, of course. continuously trying no but i think you know it's it's pretty healthy what you're saying i believe you know we have the chance to have a lot of artists who at the moment you know especially during this period you know in 2021 uh, came yeah. under the spotlight at the defined moment and you know when you are not used to it and it's not, you know you cannot be used to it and it's not anticipated yeah. and at the moment you know you are you know coming from an area where you're just doing your stuff for you and few, I would say, friends and collector to uh, a product, a kind of, you know, and uh, of something that is becoming 
yeah, you have not the control anymore. And, uh, and, yeah. and uh, people, you will have at the moment, you know, everything beautiful and everything hateful, you know, from internet and social media happening in the same time. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's hard because also, yeah, I believe also this is how human is. You, you always, you know, even if, you know, you have 100 people saying you, this is awesome. If one says, yeah, you know, it's a scam, <laughs> you, <know? Yeah. laughs> you will take it bad. <clears throat> and so, uh, and so, yeah, that's, you know, you've been doing your stuff and, you know, I'm watching this, you know, just for people who didn't follow Tezard, you know, yeah, it's, uh, I'm on the collection page right now. I see, you know, it's, so what, it's 4.2K uh, pieces uh, and, you know, generative art created. And basically, you know, just the art is fucking beautiful. You know, just what this is, still, you know, I'm just watching it right now. And I say, yeah, you know, they are badass Tezard. And I understand that people are still collecting it, you know, because it's cool. And, yeah. uh, and you know, yeah, that's fine. And I actually, I still, I still see people, you know, using it also at their profile picture. And that's cool also. You know, I think, you know, it's part of, you know, you can be proud of it. So this is something, as you yeah. said, you know, this is huge. This is intense. You know, of course, you know, speculation came in the game. So it went up to something. Yeah, you know, the volume, uh, volume were crazy. And uh, you got this, uh, I don't know, you know, it, it came. I don't know what was. You, are the, you had a floor price to, to maybe, uh, I don't remember, you know, maybe thousands of, thousands of euros to get one at the moment. So then, you know, yeah, you became kind of a financial product. And this is how it's becoming complicating. But at the end of the day, I think... When you leave that, and then you know you need to basically assimilate it and be prepared, you know, because it may happen again. Actually, you know, it may yeah. happen again. But I think, you know, now that you know that, you know, you are ready for that, and you can live your artist life, you know, without getting concerned, as you say, you know, you don't give a fuck. And I think maybe it's related, but because I see the page now, the web page, they are called fucking desert. It yeah. was it was not the initial title, right? Yeah, no, yeah, they're always called fucking tezards, yeah. Okay, yeah, I didn't realize this. So, yeah, but no, I think it's it's more cool, you know, to see it like this, yeah. So, uh, no, no, so that's great. And so, as you said, then, you know, you had to, yeah, to take some distance also with the space and breathe a bit uh, yeah. before coming back, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, I, I took about, to be honest, I, it, it's a bit of a weird one. I guess things are... I guess it's just the nature of the internet, but I still have people sort of hitting me up on Twitter saying, so, so nice to see you, you're back. And I'm like, I was, I was gone for like, I took about four months, five months out where I just kind of sat in my studio and, and painted and, and didn't really do any social media for a bit. Um, and I've been back, you know, back minting for over a year and a half way longer than I was I was gone for but you I'm still get people saying like so nice to see you back but I guess it's just like you know x is very different now you know people don't see you don't see your posts I guess so if they're not looking for you they kind of you know I can understand but yeah I, I took a short break um and but yes I've been back I've been back a, a lot longer than I was away so um yeah and you know like I say it's it's a it is a better place for sure at the moment and who knows maybe things will will turn around again but yeah we'll we'll you know we'll do that when it when it comes to it but i think um 
going through it once has obviously prepared me for whatever happens next really <clears throat> sure so yeah and so yeah and so you started you know i think also with the proof of uh, proof of stake happening also on ethereum so you started to try also working on this blockchain right yeah so i'd i'd been waiting um i actually i think i think ethereum went proof of stake quite a quite a while before i actually did mint on um on ethereum but basically i'd i'd had it in my head that from day one the very first day that i saw nfts i'd wanted to mint on super rare um so i decided that i would mint on ethereum until i was onboarded onto super rare and uh i just really didn't want to send a video of myself for the application because i that's what you have to do right and i was just like constantly putting that off it's like oh, i'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and then um Uh, one of the guys at Transient Labs got in touch with me and were like, "I'll just I'm going to onboard you on Super S so that you can mint something through our new contract." So, um, so yeah, my my Ethereum genesis on Super Air was uh, was minted through my own <coughs> excuse me, minted through my own Transient Labs contract, okay. which um, has yeah. this cool feature. Has this cool feature called Stories, uh, which allows you to kind of mint a story on chain. So, um, so I have that activated on my Transit Labs contract. So, if I want to, with any pieces I mint through there, I can add a story. And I loved that concept because, as as you probably remember, with my bedroom nostalgia series, um, I I always I love to tell the stories of the pieces, and all of it always reflected back to things that actually happened to me in my childhood or. Um, things i remember from from you know playing video games through to going to school uh getting bullied all kinds of stuff that happened so they're really personal pieces to me the bedrooms and i always attach the story and obviously you attach the story and post it on twitter and it's gone you know so some people kind of are able to remember those stories from the time when i minted them back in 2021 but a lot of people now maybe they look on the uh, on object And they see the bedrooms, and they think that's cool. But like, there's no the the stories are not there anymore. So it makes it harder to maybe gel with me as an artist or like just, see that. Just to be sure to understand, uh, because you know, <coughs> we know that the Transient Lab team they are creating you know crazy smart contracts, and uh, yeah, I believe we'll have the chance to have them soon also, uh, because yeah, they are, they are, we are pretty close with them also. Um, just you know, I, I'm not sure to understand well this contract with the story it means that the description of the artwork is on chain also what does it mean exactly you you can you can do that so <clears throat> obviously there's a limit depending on how much you want to spend on minting that additional information um it's kind of i guess it's kind of like the same concept as as sort of um like making a on-chain inscription or like minting a, a an art piece onto the Ethereum chain where you have to like divvy the piece to make it as small as possible to minimize the, the minting fee, uh, the gas fees. Um, and so there is a limit to how much you can include, I think text wise, but it allows you to basically write into the, you know, you can just type out whatever you want and it literally lets you mint that into onto the chain and it, and that's there forever. So the, the token itself will have that information on chain Um, so regardless of what happens to the to, to where the piece goes, who owns it, um, that that story that I've created 
that I've typed in will always be, you know, immutable on there. Um, so I, I thought that was like the coolest thing because obviously you can then like say the piece goes, um, and it is at some big fair or, you know, ends up doing something crazy, gets sold at Sotheby's or Christie's or something or, or anything interesting that, that happens to it at all, whether it's big, you know, whether it's big, a huge financial thing or a tiny thing that happens that's interesting, the collector can also add to that story. Um, ah, so, so it's, you, you can so really, in, in, you can write the narrative of yeah, you, how yeah. the piece lived in the time and what happened. Yes, exactly. And, wow, exactly. Which okay. I, I, th I thought that was really cool. Where, where can we see? Because I am on the uh, Midnight Street. You know, the first walk you minted on Super Rare right now. And is there a way to see this story or to see it uh, easily? Yeah, there is. You need to. So you need to go onto the uh, actual contract. Okay. Um, for the piece, and I think possibly metadata. I'm going right now on Etherscan, and I'm checking this, and then okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me see if I can do it at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. If I can remember how to do it. But you know, I, uh, I love the concept. You know, it's really. It's really exciting because it's also part of the part of the issue that we have in the space. You know, it's I would say you know yeah, you know keeping the the keeping the narrative. You know yeah, we know if we could have say what happened. You know with this bedtime. You know with these um, bedrooms or tezard. You know explaining a story. I think it's really cool and keep it forever. You know so not have only the provenance but also you know what happened after. It's really cool. Uh, yeah yeah. I, I just wanted to say welcome also to Camilla who's with us this morning, you know, she just jumped on the stage and, uh, hey, Camilla, how are you? Bonjour, ça va bien? <laughs> it's, in English, it's in English, Camilla, this morning, so yeah. Hello, everybody, I'm so happy. This is in English today. I normally listen to the speeches in French and uh, I don't understand nothing. Can, can, you, can you hear me okay? Uh, it's a bit, uh, yeah, it's a bit saturated, but uh, the, okay, the, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe, maybe the the network, uh, maybe you can switch from Wi-Fi to to 4G or something like this. But Camila, you know, Camila, actually, you know, I think I don't know if you know each other, but Camila is also a, a, a great uh, artist, digital artist, uh, illustrator, and actually, you know, there are some similar things, you know, in your styles. You know, it's big like a. Yeah, uh, link. I see something like you yeah, have a mix of nostalgia, dream, colorful artworks. Uh, so I don't know, Camilla, if you knew uh, George Works. Is it better? Sorry? No. No. Is it better? Can you hear me better? It's, uh, uh, it's not perfect. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't hear you, Camilla. Yeah, we okay, can. Okay, I'm going to go out. You cannot hear you, yeah. Okay, but okay, you know. Yeah, I would say so. So I, yeah, I followed, I followed Camelia for a long time. Um, yeah, I, uh, I absolutely love her stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, we love her also, and yeah, you know, we are. Um, yeah, it's one of the yeah Portuguese artists we really love to follow, and everything she's doing is cool. And so yeah, I, I guess she will come back. She will come back soon. And so, yeah, so we mentioned, you know, this, so yeah, this super rare smart contract and we will share the link also in the article so you can see 
uh, also beside the podcast, you know, you can see how to have access to this narrative and this story. And, yeah. uh, and then, you know, in the same, so currently, you know, you, you dropped actually your second work on Super Rare, if I'm not wrong. That is called yeah, so that, Unchained um, in 98, right? Yeah. Yeah, so this is my, this is my newest piece, um, Unchained in 98. Uh, it's actually listed through Join because it was part of a um, curation called Winter Blues where we were also raising money for um, Save the Children charity. So 20% of the sale from that one is going directly to save the children and it's a really nice curation that was about uh it, it basically we we were asked to create a piece that had the the only real um theme was that it had to be blue um to fit with this winter blues concept and uh yeah i, I basically i wanted to do something that was about my um my christmases so it kind of had this it's it's lots of different Christmases tied together, but <clears throat> it is also very like a very nostalgic piece. So it kind of you know it's almost like a front room nostalgia, I guess, instead of bedroom nostalgia. <clears throat> but um, no, yeah, that's it's, cool. Uh, you know, I really live you know because I just describe it. You know that you know what is yeah, it's blue. Uh, you know, of course, you know you can see it also in the links we will share. But, you know, we, we can see the blue. And I, I love this, you know, uh, yeah, 90s TV cathodic uh, in the middle with, uh, I think it's a Nintendo 64 and uh, some, you know, VHS cassette rollerblades. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and some cans and pizza and, yeah, junk food, whatever. And, uh, yeah, the, the and also, yeah, the, 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 the keyboard, you know, the, the music keyboard, like... Uh, yeah, I feel like I had kind of a similar 98, uh, <laughs> 98 Christmas, actually. Uh, so that's, uh, no, you know, this is what we like in, yeah, in your style. And we feel this not nostalgia of this time. And in the same time, it's, uh, you know, it's a mix of, uh, it's, yeah, you're coming back in childhood and uh, you have the Chinese. I, I like the lights, you know, that you, you animated it also with the, some lights, you know, and candles, yeah. candles uh, around it. Uh, so yeah, no, this this piece is, yeah, extremely, uh, yeah, extremely detailed and strong, and in the same time, you know, very consistent. And uh, so no, that's yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Congrats for this. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's so this piece actually on. So if you can find the um, listing on Join through through, what's really cool about Join as well is that they've just added this feature that lets you add all of the information about the piece sort of separately. So and it also lets you add things like process videos. And I really love showing my process. So um, on the Join listing, there's like a whole spiel about the piece that's much more detailed than i'd normally be able to do um and also it's got these you know i can add add roughs and and uh these process videos which i think is cool as well so like it allows if somebody looks for it and, and is looking to collect a piece and finds that and can read all this information about me and, and what the piece is about in much more detail it's i think that's a really cool thing that that join of just that so it's something they've just implemented um yeah, and for, it's for awesome. people who don't, uh, who don't know Join, basically it's a really, really uh, cool and strong uh, open call platform, I would say. 
tell me if I'm wrong. And so, you know, yeah, they come with topics and artists, you know, can propose jobs related, you know, to the topic. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they can do it pretty easily at the beginning on Twitter. But then, you know, as you said, you know, they can complete it directly on the website to add more information to the work they are submitting, right? Yeah. Okay. Which for, you know, which for me is which for me is really awesome because I I I always find my work I, I find it difficult as an artist in a way because my my work is is obviously got a you know it's got a colourful aesthetic. People look at it and they think, well, you know, bright, colourful cartoon details, interesting, cool scene, nostalgic, whatever. But I also put quite a lot of thought and 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 depth into a lot of the kind of objects in the scenes and the, the kind of overall concept and it, it's quite hard you know I don't want to force what the pieces are supposed to be about on people either but I just think it's nice to be able to let people know that that's there as well that that context is there and you know this piece is 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 got quite a lot of depth for for me um obviously with regards to like how I feel about nostalgia like my own my kind of artistic direction has feels like it's it's so nostalgic almost by mistake as well i mean even my some of my newer pieces i have a piece that i just uh, a new series that i've just started on tezos this week and even that a few people have said this is so nostalgic and it like i didn't intend for it to be nostalgic but i think that i just like naturally um i obviously just naturally do that and i i have this it's that trying to link the past and the and the present for me i guess it's like an important um topic and yeah i guess now it's got to a point where i'm doing it almost subconsciously where i'm i'm pulling up things that kind of look quite nostalgic or feel quite nostalgic to people and i guess that's really great because you know that that shared that shared past that people have you know as being a kid or or anything really that's interesting that happens throughout people's lives that could be a shared experience really helps people connect. And I think that's what connects people with my art a lot, you know, um, seeing themselves in the piece. And yeah, it's, it's important for me to be able to write the stories sometimes. And with this new collection on Tezos, I've tried not to do that because it's such a personal, the, the new series is so personal to me and parts of it are, are embarrassing and, and dirty and secret. And I, I don't want to necessarily like tell the stories at this point. Um, I might, when the series is finished in like, kind of explain it a bit in a bit more depth but i kind of wanted to leave it a bit more open with this series so um i've just kind of put it out with no story and to, to sort of see what people think but um but yeah going back to join it's it's so cool to be able to leave these these details if you want to and with some of my pieces i really like to tell the story i know some artists like to say nothing about the work and like to describe nothing about the process and and obviously everybody's in, totally entitled to do what they want but i i love showing people how i made the piece i love showing people the thought process i love showing people the context the stories and like finding the connection through those things as well not just through the visual looking at the piece and going like oh that's pretty of course no, no that, that's uh that's really interesting you know and uh, it give me yeah, I will have a look on the on the updates on the platform because they are moving fast and adding new features. Uh, 
yeah every weeks basically so that's pretty cool and so you know that that's so, so that's a bit things you know because now you have these two pieces on super rare you mentioned that you know from the beginning you wanted to be here and so it's a yeah it's kind of a yeah something big i would say from in terms of uh, fresh uh, news on your side and you know we can expect i guess from you to meet more on super rare in 2024 right yeah 100 um I think I've said this before. I mean, obviously, Tezos is always going to be home for me, but I'm <clears throat> I'm not a chain maxi in any way. And like to be honest, I feel like there's so many communities that are on the different chains that you're shooting yourself in the foot as an artist if you don't mint in different places because you can't expect for everybody that is interested in NFT art or crypto art to or just digital art in in general like to just exclusively be looking at you on one chain and until you know i think until the floodgates really open and people realize that if you want to be um you know if you want to build a successful career you need to be being seen by as many people as possible and and you're really sh going to struggle if you're just so desperately sticking to one platform or one blockchain and yeah i have intention to to mint i mean if i had enough time and enough work i would i'd mint a piece on every chain that that accepts nfts because can we can we expect to work on solana soon i am i am going to mint something on solana yeah for sure i've i've actually so there's a collector from solana that's um uh been collecting my work on tezos for a long time and they've been talking to me about getting a piece on Solana for like a year and a half. Um, and I've been saying like, I'm going to, I'm going to, but I'm, I'm working on some quite big projects at the moment that, that are taking up all my time. I'm working on a piece. Uh, I'm working on a project for verse. Um, do you know verse works? Yeah, uh, sure. So I, I, that's been my, like the last eight months of my life has been working on that. So, and, and I think the plan is for that to hopefully come out sometime sort of mid to late March. So I'm, and I'm really getting close to finishing that project, but it's like 15 of my super detailed big pieces. And it's just taking, you know, it, it takes so much time to draw these large, super detailed works that I can't just like, I can't just knock out new pieces for new, new chains <clears throat> just because there's some hype going there at the moment or whatever. It kind of isn't really what I'm into morally either, but, um, I just yeah. haven't got I just haven't got the time at the moment to make a piece for Solana but as soon as I as soon as I have a moment I am going to to make a piece and and put on there yeah I understand I understand and just to come back you know you mentioned quickly that uh, that you know Tezos is your home and you mentioned your new uh, series you know maybe you can just mention it quickly also you know recipes for disaster so you you released, yeah. you just released the first piece of this series if I'm not wrong Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so it came out uh, last Friday. Okay. <coughs> so that's uh, so I you know it's pretty straightforward concept actually. You know, <laughs> recipe yeah. disaster. You know, we can see it's more like really like a, a comic book page basically. Yeah. Uh, where you have like here, you know, you can see three three uh, different uh, bubbles. Uh, can yeah, um, how you say that squares basically. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, you see the, the big picture, you know, that something bad happened, you know, basically you can see a broken bottle and, uh, yeah, and also some lamps, you know, on the floor and 
a body, you know, you don't know what happened, but you know, you have a body lying on the carpet. Basically, you can just see the feet uh, and yeah. the legs. And so, and then, you know, on the, the other, you know, the other scene uh, on the bottom left corner, you know, you just see a finger and the world, uh, world globe, basically, you know, pointing the hell country, you know, that is in the middle of other countries that are hate, despair, violence, pain, and torture. <laughs> so the, this finger is pointing, you know, this, you know, going to hell uh, momentum. And then, you know, the other scene, basically, that you have on the right back corner are like four cocktail glasses, I'd say that you can see two of them are full of uh, yeah purple cocktail liquid and on the bottom two other are drinks so we can understand that yeah you know there's something relating to uh, someone who drank yeah. too much or something like this and so yes, uh, could be could be yeah it could be you know you can interpret that you know thanks to that you know he decided to go to hell, to the hell country, and uh, finished bad this evening. I would say, <laughs> yeah. Now it's pretty. Yeah, it's talk a lot. You know, you, you, you know, I like it. You know, you, when you've been mentioning stories, you know, it's all related also to what you say. You know, stories, stories, stories. And here, it's one more step. You know, to this story world. You know, by, you know, you know, playing a bit the comic book uh, exercise, right? Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to try and like expand the narrative a little bit with the, you know, more than just the one scene. Um, so kind of like zoom in on that scene with the two smaller scenes that allow you to kind of understand the whole piece as one. But um, but yeah, again, like with a lot of my work, the the uh, there's like a an obvious narrative that sits on top, which is the one you you kind of see first, but the actual um the depth and the meaning to me are, are quite different and like i say it's quite quite personal quite quite exposing but then i guess you could if i just from saying that you could say okay so maybe i'm the person in the picture um which may or may not be true but um yeah it's it's like trying to have something that's like because uh, obviously i come from this illustrative illustrator background and uh, my work is obviously illustrative and i like to to try and have like some sort of narrative within the piece. Um, but I also kind of like to make you think in one direction when I'm thinking in the other direction with regards to the story. Um, so yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's as obvious as it looks or maybe it's something else. I that's, see. That, that's for me to know. <laughs> that's cool. So I believe we can expect more, you know, recipes for disaster to come because it's the number one. You already have in mind kind of a frequency of works that will be released. Uh, this is a ten-part series, so okay. Um, what I what I've not really done before is uh, create a series of artworks and then have them all finished. Like have have the whole series ready. Everything is um, ready right now. Okay. Wow. Okay. So yeah, so, you you already have everything in the, in your hands. Yeah, so okay. I drew, I drew a lot of these. So I started this series when I was actually, so when I, when I was going through some quite rough times, um, the the first time round in twenty twenty one, and then there was actually um, we had some sad, some sad things happen in our family last uh, last year, and my sister's husband passed away, 
Um, so between those two times, I kind of worked on this series. So it's, 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 um, yeah, sorry. I'm getting yeah, a little bit emotional. Of course, um, of course, yeah. yeah uh, it, it was a very difficult time and it made me, it, but, but what was good about it, I suppose, one of the positives to have come out from such a sad series, uh, sad situation is that, um, it made me look at things in a different way artistically. And I also, I also, um, but so I, I created that whole series and I have it. I've actually been, I've been sat on it for a while because I've just been, it's so, it feels so personal to me, even regardless of how people see it when they look at it. Obviously, if you've made something that you feel is incredibly, incredibly personal and quite exposing about your own character, you, I was, I've been afraid to, to share it, you know, I've been, I've never really been that scared to, to share my, share my work, whether it's for sale or not for sale. But with this, I just feel like it's so personal to me that I've just been afraid to even put it out because, you know, failure or it being disliked or, or any of those things feel like they hit way harder when it's something that's yeah, so, it's so personal. Yeah, yeah, it's part of you. So um, it's not so only, think, yeah, it's not separated from you. It's part, yeah, part of you. Yeah, and uh, and like you know, the bedrooms were like that as well. But I think that the bedrooms, like it, it comes from a different place. Where like, although it was about uh, the bedrooms were were um, were therapeutic for me and looking at things in my my history and past and childhood that maybe weren't also weren't the best things ever and some sad you know some sad stuff like I say like. A lot. It brought up a lot of um, of the the times in my childhood when I was bullied because I was bullied quite badly at school, and um, yeah, it it but it it kind of it lands differently because of the fact that it's like uh, a much more fun experience to look at as well. So I think it's easier to mask over the any of the kind of sadness with bedroom nostalgia, even though a lot of them were like come have come from from sort of traumatic experiences as well when i was a kid but they're also so intertwined with happy memories so the overall piece gives off this um this much more like fun happy nostalgic thing that i think a lot of people connected with whereas these pieces are like all from quite a dark place and i think that that because of that it it feels very like very exposing to put work like that out into the wild you know and and even now i'm i'm like maybe i shouldn't have maybe i should have just kept this you know should have kept this forever but then also there's part of me that's like what kind of artist would i be if i don't really like put out my my truths you know so i kind of had to i just had to do it you know i have to i have to get over the fear and and mint pieces that are like as as dark as they are or, or or as happy as they are regardless like i've just got to be true about what i've made so i decided that the time was was now and and went for it so yeah that's a 10 part series and yeah it's the first time like i say back to that it's the first time ever that i've i've created the whole curated um sorry created the whole series and it's ready so i'm just going to like when i feel it's appropriate put out the next piece um and and just see what happens you know um as much as anything even if it just ends up being like a 
a blockchain document of my of of that particular time for me then that's that's fine as well but um i kind of like that about it in a way when i when i was thinking about whether or not to put them out i was like at least i'll be able to have this um yeah like, it had to be done it, it had to be yeah done. yeah it'll yeah. be it'll be there for me for that kind of almost for the closure of it so yeah and also that that sad time with the with the loss of my um the loss of my brother's uh, my sister's husband also so that my whole family dynamic changed in such an insane way and it made me it made me have so many artistic ideas for for things that i wanted to make around that that's that spawned from that experience and one of those that i really want to to try and do sometime it probably whether or not i end up being able to work on it this year or not is is hard to say I'd, i hope that i can but um it's actually kind of like about ghosts and ghost stories because i feel like i had so many ghostly experiences happen after the the death that it made me realize that a lot of those things obviously come from like this part this this place in your mind that happens when you go through such like th these kind of really traumatic experiences and like i i sort of saw like possession in my family members and i saw kind of you know i was having nightmares that were that were crazy and it it made me realize that a lot of that stuff like it made me think a lot about ghosts and and like demonic possession and stuff like that and how it's how all of it is obviously very psychological and it, like i feel like i suddenly saw these things happen in real time I don't, you know, I don't believe in actual ghosts or actual demonic um, possession, but I saw, like, seeing how my sister was and seeing how my mum and dad were, I was like, fuck, like, these things are real, but they're just not real in the way that people think they are in horror movies, you know? I and see. I was like, I really want to make an, an art series that's about that. And again, I feel like it will be so exposing and... And uh, it will be dangerous, maybe even more so, because it involves family members. So we'll see whether or not that happens. But I've been kind of secretly, quietly working on a few ideas for that over the last six months. And I don't know, maybe maybe that will be something that I'll do. But again, I'll see how it goes putting myself out on the, on the platter with this series first and um, see how it connects to people. Because I also, you know, I, I, I want to do more kind of, straight up nostalgia pieces i'd quite like to go back and and revisit bedroom nostalgia and finish it because i feel like i left it i think it's like 27 pieces and it was i always said there was going to be two more and i really want to do like a finishing bedroom um but again it's just like trying to trying to fit in between all the other opportunities that come in and trying to choose now what you know what the best yeah. things to do are going forwards and there's no there's no hurry, you know, because this is also in I think this is already realized, you know, you do things when you have to do it or when you need to do it. A hundred percent. You know, and it's for yourself first. Yeah. Of course, you know, the relation with collector is important, but everything <clears throat> and I think this is the thing, you know, by you know, so respecting artists, you know, you do whatever you can and whatever you want in the moment. You know, yeah. You have to do it. And so yeah, these two last pieces, you know, may will happen for sure. But uh, you know, you have other things happening, and yeah, this news, you know, this news. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's closure. Like that that time has passed now, and it was really horrible. And there's like, 
as an artist, like for me, I suppose getting closure is to kind of is to kind of make artwork about it. And I feel like until I've kind of explored that, it will always be a bit of a kind of open wound for me. So I'd hope that I can just kind of like get my, I guess it's kind of like when people journal, right? When people keep a journal and they sort of like write things that, you know, both good and bad that have happened to them. And it kind of is a really good way of, of maintaining a healthy mind. And I guess for me, like my journaling has always been creating these scenes that relate to things that are happening in my life or have happened in my life. So yeah, it's, um, that, that's why I'm making the pieces. So, it, and, and tr like I say, trying to force things out or make things that are, that are specific for, to the market just is just never going to sort of sit right, you know? And I like, I've always tried to take the piss out of that as a concept as well and, and make memes and stuff that are taking the piss out of all the things that are, are happening at the time. Um, because I feel like that's, I feel like that's quite a good way of like saying something in the moment rather than rushing to make an artwork to sell it in the moment. Um, I guess you see it a lot now with like with ordinals, um, though there's going to be like a hype for ordinals now. Right. And lots of people are going to rush to make an ordinal. Um, so yeah. That won't be no, me. <laughs> I understand. And I understand, you know, and, you know, I think it's a good relation with time. And uh, I think it, it's a topic, actually, you know, that we talk uh, yeah. a lot about. Uh, so that's, uh, no, no, that's really nice. And, uh, yeah, by the way, I just had the chance to collect one piece of recipes for disaster. So, uh, oh, thank you. No, no, it's, uh, it's nice, you know. I'm uh, happy to follow this story also. And, you know, again, you know, it's, Yeah, I think it's really interesting work. So, and yeah, no, I just wanted to thank you. Uh, you know, actually, we've been uh, chatting for, yeah, we are a bit over time, but it's so interesting, you know, to chat with you that, yeah, it's not an issue. So, but uh, yeah, I wanted to thank you, you know, for yeah everything you've been sharing with us because, yeah, uh, it's not easy. And, you know, what you're doing is not easy also, you know, just going to a, yeah, to a podcast and, you know, yeah, talking about yourself and, you know, going to people uh, just to say, hey, yeah, hey, you know, you want to chat, yeah. hey, you, you know, it's it's hard, you know, to, yeah, just to do conversations and there are so many people, so, uh, so many, yeah, so many things happening and, yeah, you don't know who to talk with and what to do and, yeah, you know, all of us, you know, have this kind of, Yeah, it's not easy, you know. Yeah, it's not I, easy to do it. So, yeah, I really wanted to thank you, you know, for being sure, here this I, morning. Yeah, well, I, appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I mean, I think I said to you, and we chatted a couple of weeks ago, that I am trying to get better at, at doing spaces and talking on spaces because I've only really, you know, I've only ever really done a couple. And I find I've never been somebody that I think, I don't personally think I'm particularly good at speaking on the spot. I find it quite difficult to try and pull you know, the things I want to talk about out in that moment, because I'm so conscious of the fact that I'm being listened to. So I guess like, it's uh, a good thing to, to try and practice doing it more to get a bit more fluid with it. Um, so that I don't have to just continuously do written interviews where I have time to think about what I want to say. Um, and yeah, so it, it's nice. I appreciate you and in inviting me. It's been a really nice way to start my day actually. 
Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, I, I, I hope we'll have the pleasure to have you back maybe in the six, nine months, you know, or to, to see how the journey is going. Uh, but yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, please. You know, so, and so, yeah, I would really wanted to thank you again. So again, you know that we have shared, you know, yeah, the links, you know, to the recipes for disaster on one hand and the super rare profile. Uh, that is the recent one, you know, OMG Hydro It. So basically, you know, you would see it on super rare. And uh, yeah, you know, just wanted to let everybody know that uh, tomorrow actually we'll still talk art. We'll move back to a French room and we have the chance, you know, to have a 90 years old artist actually called Fred Forrest, uh, he's kind of a pioneer in digital art, you know, since I would say, yeah, almost, yeah, the 70s. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah, he's a, like kind of big figure and th there is a big retrospective about him in the Georges Pompidou Center uh, from this week. So I believe, you know, it will be really interesting, you know, to have him tomorrow. So I recommend everybody to come. And I wanted to let you know, for people who are in Paris, uh, I will be tonight at the NFT factory, you know, for the Bright Moment meetup, because, you know, Bright Moment is coming to Paris. So I will be there and I will do the introduction and we, it will be with the Bright Moment team and with the artist Ores Vettier. You know, we already had the chance to have him, you know, the AI poet a uh, lot of things artists actually so uh, yeah see you tonight for people who are in Paris and uh, yeah thank you again George you know for being with us and you know have a great day and uh, yeah we'll have you very soon I hope thank you so much have a great day everybody thanks for listening have a good day bye 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 Happy.